Hi, this is Caroline. I am super excited by a new feature that I have available for you. If you go to my show notes, you'll see a link that says, I would love to hear from you. Text message me here. Yes, you can now text message me. So if you have any thoughts about an episode, if you've got ideas for an episode, if you'd just like to connect and say hi, then click on that link. I'd love to hear from you. Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Living Clutter Free Forever podcast. I hope your week's got off to a wonderful start. We had such a great weekend last weekend. My daughter, my eldest, celebrated her 16th birthday and she had 14 friends come round for whom she catered and organised the most amazing party in our back garden And it was really cool not to be involved apart from cleaning the downstairs loo. That was my contribution and being out of the house for hours so that they could party without a very embarrassing mum and dad there. So we've had a fun time and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. I'm talking today to Mary Angelotta, who is an American KonMari consultant who I had the good fortune of meeting in our KonMari consultant online group. And she has a really interesting niche. She works with seniors. And as most of my clients have children, very often young children, but we all have parents who are aging, I think it's really important to consider how we can best support seniors with their decluttering and organising. This conversation with Mary Ann was so fun and she has so many great insights and tips to give. So I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Mary Ann, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you. I'm just delighted to be here. Well, I think it's very fortuitous that we made a connection on our amazing KonMari consultants portal that we have. And it was lovely to connect with you there. So perhaps you could tell people listening a little bit about your backstory. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there's nothing more fun than talking with another KonMari consultant because we just love what we do. I totally agree. Oh, it's so much fun. Well, I'm a professional organizer and I am certified as a Kamari consultant. And I like to say I specialize in right sizing for right now. And uh, just thinking about how, how can you create your space so that it supports you for the life you're living and moving towards. 
and having gratitude for the past as we go. I opened my company in 2022, so last year, personally organized solutions. And my life's work really building up to this was in support roles to decision makers, which in retrospect is perfect for what I'm doing now. I was an office manager for a hedge fund, an executive assistant, secretary supporting CEOs and their teams. And then I was a team builder. And all these pieces are coming together. In 2015, I was on a business trip at the airport looking for a little book with big print uh, because on the plane, you just want to finish something. And that's when I discovered the life-changing magic of tidying up. And before I landed, it wasn't that long of a flight, but I was just all in. I was like, I found my person in Marie Kondo. I can do this. I love the folding. I love the concepts. And um, I think that's the dream was planted right there. Uh, I thought I'd do this in retirement. And when I took the course, that really was my intention was just to start getting ready. And um, but couldn't wait. And so last year, I just took the leap with the support of my fabulous new husband and um, started my own business. And so that's that's where I got going. And really what I love now is that I'm helping overwhelmed people get their feet on the ground and just get back to living their lives instead of the, I should declutter. You know, I've got to go through all this. We're thinking of retiring. I don't know where to start. So this allows me to help, you know, what is it? Clutter is unmade decisions. Yeah. And so what we're doing is helping you learn to make those decisions and keep the process going. So that's that's the fun part for me. I loved being an executive assistant. And I was sad to let that go, but this had more draw for now. But I find as I'm helping my clients, a lot of those skills are the same. And so I found that passion through, you know, it's like using everything in my life that I've done is where I'm at now. So that's, that's me. (laughs) It sounds like the perfect fit for you. And I love hearing how you were inspired by the book. I think so many people were, that was, that was me as well. I read it and I was like, oh, this, this could be, this could be life-changing for me. And for many years it was in our home. And then as like you, I decided to train as a consultant and it's become Mm life-changing in so many ways and all these wonderful connections I'm making, especially yes. for the podcast. <laughs> and it's all over the world. I love that. Well, first of all, the surprise is everyone in the world has clutter. It's like a, a common theme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I'm finding Germans less so. They're not, they're not oh. a very they're not a very cluttered nation, I have to say. Um they're, they're a bit better at organizing their things, I think. So um, mm-hmm. I'm pra- perhaps in the wrong country, but never mind. Well, here in Virginia, we've got lots of stuff. <laughs> well, that's good. You'll be you'll be in work for years to come. Yes. And talking of work, I think it's wonderful that you've developed a very specific niche, which is why I wanted to get you on mm-hmm. for a chat today. So tell us about your niche. You're actually working with older people. How did that come mm-hmm. about? Well, interestingly, again, with that, those stepping stones in life, 
Um, my grandmother was always my buddy. I loved her and I loved her stories and um, her pretty things. And we spent a lot of time talking. And what I realized, my first certification client, so we have to do a full tidy festival, an entire home, um, was a senior. She was 75. She was going from a four-bedroom home with garage and patio and all the stuff. Uh, to a two-bedroom, she was moving to a retirement community, one of the step-downs, mm-hmm. and was completely overwhelmed. And um, fortunately, uh, I knew her before. She was a family friend, or else I might have just been too overwhelmed myself as a first client. But quickly, I realized how comfortable it was to work with her because I'm hearing the story. So things with seniors is they need to, I say, talk it out to walk it out. They just, you know, sometimes you just got to talk it out with someone. And because I don't have the attachment or I haven't heard the stories a hundred times, I can sit and listen. And then they can, and I can encourage the decision-making and ask questions. Um, It's fascinating the history that you learn and through their memorabilia and being able to encourage them to share these with their families. So learning just to talk, talk, talk with the seniors. So that's how I started. And then the word got out. So then my next client, Tidy Festival, is a senior. And and also now I'm talking at retirement communities. Because once you move, if you think you go from a big house and you downsize to a two bedroom, you may let go of so many things. But when you actually get to the smaller place, you still have too much. So you, you need to resize again. So it's all about that right sizing. And so that's how I landed with the seniors. I love this um, description of right sizing. I think it's mm-hmm. it, it hits the nail on the head. It's a brilliant way of describing it. Mm-hmm. And it's something we have we can do all the time because we're changing. Yeah. And the best part about Kamari is once you've done the full tidy festival, going back, it's not that challenging. You know, it's like that muscle. You get that decision, you have the vision, um, and you can just go through your things so much easier because you've learned how. And I- so you can keep moving. I totally agree. That's been my experience as well for me personally and also with clients mm-hmm. that I've been revisiting that um, they perhaps have, have gone into a new phase and or they want to mm-hmm. do a different space than the one we did before. And it is easier that the more you practice it, it is like you say, like training a muscle. So when you're working with seniors, what are you finding are the things that they find perhaps more difficult about decluttering and organizing than perhaps someone from a younger generation? The first thing is they're absolutely overwhelmed. Just, just overwhelmed and moving from space to space and trying to do a little here and a little there. And you know, you've got to think your energy level is so different. So maybe pulling out all this stuff from one side and then the whole thing stops because it's too exhausting. So the challenges are to be very aware of time. You know, this shouldn't be a fast process because 
when it's fast, it's just adds more overwhelming and regrets. If you can take your time, um, my seniors tell me they don't have any regrets about things they've let go of. Mm-hmm. And the other interesting thing that I was surprised about, they were good on the letting go, but it's my kids don't want any of it. I don't know what to do with it. Where's it going to go? Yeah. And that is a huge thing. And I think that's where family members, kids can come in and help by creating that just a simple exit strategy for this stuff. Where are some close donation centers? Who can come take things away? Um, What are the family treasures that we're going to gift away? But just not knowing where's it going to go is a very big common piece I'm seeing. And, um, and just, they're also facing, you know, end of life that you've spent all these years gathering and now you're letting go because your time is limited. And so I find that's a piece of it too. And being comfortable talking about that so that it's it's that talk 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 that's the best thing you can do with your your senior family members is just start listening and asking questions and being curious because it just pulls you out of that overwhelmed piece because i think everybody's overwhelmed you know yeah. at the thought of a whole house <laughs> absolutely i mean i've helped numerous families declutter before they've moved and they haven't necessarily been downsizing but they haven't wanted to take everything with them that they currently have and it is overwhelming it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. for anyone in any age but when you don't have that energy level that perhaps a younger person does and as you say Mm -hmm. you're you're looking at end of life rather than oh this Mm -hmm. is a new chapter in our lives um Mm -hmm. then and this is something I wanted to ask you in your experience, when you're working with these seniors and they're going through their things, is there a sort of sadness to it on their part? Or is it actually something that's really joyful because it brings up memories and it gives them a chance to look back and remember positive experiences? Is it is it more happy or sad or is it a bit of a mixture of both? I think there's a little mixture of both. But honestly, and as Kamari consultants, you know, we can read a person's face and I see so many smiles, like a surprise picture of, uh, you know, if you're, you're 85 and this amazing picture of your dad pops up, you haven't looked at in years and it just, their face, you can just see it. And um, interestingly too, sometimes we create negative memories about something. And then when you start looking at all the photos and the treasures, I've actually had a client say, you know, it was pretty fun. There were some moments, but actually it wasn't that bad. And it's it's really interesting to see that. But I think one of the things that recently happened with a client is she goes, you know, I love my house the way it is. And this has been so fun going through these boxes of old things that I've stored and they're happy memories, but they don't need to be in my home anymore. This has been great, but I've chosen the few things. And so it, they tend to lighten. I find it's hard work, but they just feel so much happier because they're not thinking 
I've got to do this. They are doing it. The minute you do one step, I say you're no longer need to downsize or need to declutter. You are decluttering. So it shifts it. And then the house gets happier too, as we know. As, As your favorite things come forward, it just greets you. And so that's what I see, especially with the seniors. And it's such a gift in in two different ways. One, it's a huge privilege for you as a consultant mm-hmm. to share those moments of joy with an older person and, and mm-hmm. allow them to have a chance to reflect. But it's also a gift for that person that they know, okay, they're having to downsize, they're having to move, which perhaps is something that is difficult for them. But when they look around their new space, they're going to be filled with all these treasures that bring them so much happiness and spark joy Mm -hmm. for them that it will make it feel like more of a home than perhaps their old home did because these things are out and and available to them. And, And I found when you have, like my grandmother had, you know, a window full of of different colored glass. And our memory was we got to pick one when we went to visit. And I thought, oh, you know, it was so nice to get, but it gave her the opportunity to go shopping and, you know, replace it. So there was, I know, but I've carried, I, I put up like six of those pieces and I've had 30 in a box for years. I've moved them. They don't come out. And I thought, I only need one piece to remember the whole story. And I think that's what unfolds. Um, And then also the big piece is empowerment. As you're a senior, you're starting to lose control of your life a little bit. You know, you're from here up, we're fine. We want to keep going and moving and our bodies are slowing us down. Um, By getting to be the decision maker and, you know, spark joy and decide, it's such an empowerment in a in a situation that doesn't always feel in control. A lot of times the, the role shift of parent and child starts conflicting because the child comes in and starts becoming the parent. And so as a child, just the way you can really help is keep remembering you're the child and let the parent make decisions they might want some guidance but that's part of it is just getting to make and I think that's why they get so happy because it's their choice at this point and it's great yeah and and it's the right time to be doing it while they are still able Mm -hmm. to make those choices and have control over the situation rather than in a lot of situations where sadly someone becomes so old and then something happens and they're taken into a care home or perhaps yes. into a hospital and the family are left having on their behalf to make these decisions for them. That's when you become feeling very unempowered. Yes. And it's sad because instead of sitting and reminiscing about all the fun times, you're asking, where's the paperwork? I know you know, even with my dad, we're like, what's the passcodes? Why he's in the hospital? Because we just hadn't done it. There's this, there's a lot of stress that builds up. So you miss out, you know, on that now experience because of the stuff. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the relief for everybody involved. Because no one may talk about it, but they're all thinking about it, you know, 
what's going to happen to this whole house? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we since I became a Komari consultant, and I have worked with a couple of people who were elderly. Mm-hmm. It really has got my parents thinking about, okay, what happens with all of this stuff when we're no longer here? And my grandfather mm-hmm. lived until he was 101 and didn't go into a care home until he was 100. So oh my gosh. He, was, he was living on his own until then. Um, and of course, then my mother was and my uncle were left trying to sort out the contents of the home and, you know, what do you do with everything? So I think my mother is very aware of not wanting to put us in that situation. So they've been really good in the last year at going through and my father, especially with paperwork, mm-hmm. really making sure only the essentials are in the home. He's got rid of everything else safely and he's filed everything. And then I had this conversation with my in-laws because their house is full of stuff. It's beautiful stuff, but it's full. And um, I was able to use my parents as an example, and it started them as well. So hopefully we have got both houses to the point where um, it's how they would like it to be and not what we will end up doing to it. Exactly. And, And that's it. It's like talking. If you can do anything, it's talking and someone has to start. And like you're, sh- you're showing one person does it. And it, and I think sometimes I think I've gotten too comfortable talking. So I'll be like, oh yeah, I told the difference, you know, forget it. Yeah, I don't care what you throw away, but you must each keep a longer burger basket, you know? Yeah. At least one. <laughs> I'm like, mom, what are you doing? But, um. And I think, too, there's another piece. There's a whole set of the seniors where it's too much, like you've waited too long. So what can you do? And maybe instead of going in and saying, we've got to declutter, say, let's organize the space so it's safe for you. So you can at least have your papers, you know, the child and family in the background, instead of going into a home and not knowing where anything is, maybe gather those documents you want together Maybe, um, you know, pull the family treasures into an area. Uh, so, you you know, I've, I've gone through paperwork, as I'm sure you've had, and it was old taxes. And then a random envelope pops up with all the invoicing from the family artwork. It was totally random, but it was an important piece. So maybe you can't actually declutter the whole house because it's just too hard, but you could at least get organized so that everybody feels better, that at least they know where the important things are instead of just this massive, overwhelming amount. And so that's that's another piece. You've got family who are willing to start decluttering and then those who just who just can't. And, you know, it might be too much. Okay, Marianne, so we've already just touched on how we can start to support our older relatives by perhaps getting together paperwork or some family treasures. But if if families have got a parent that's needing to downsize because of um, needing to move, how can they best support them and keep the process going without it causing a massive amount of stress for that person? 
Okay. That is like the best question. And I've been asking my seniors this. And it was, yes, yes, I have. Um, And it's interesting that one of the big ones that happens is I don't want anything, mom. I don't want anything. Um, I I think as you were saying, like your grandfather um, living to 101, we're living longer. So when it's time to do this, we all have full houses. And so we don't need a second house. We're actually at that point thinking, I want to start downsizing for my own retirement. So that's the push. But what you're doing is unintentionally offending your senior going, you don't want anything from our life. That's actually what you're saying without meaning to. That's how it's being received. So what I suggest is, is be proactive. For example, mom, I really don't need any dishes. We have all our dishes. But what I would love, could I pick a couple of plates that then we can use at Thanksgiving or the holidays to remember the family and maybe even find some photos that show, you know, those meals where those are used. That would be really special to me. And what that does is you problem solved. It's you haven't gone there and rejected a whole lifetime of gathering stuff. And you've eliminated your fear of getting 12 place settings of China. You've you've made an easy solution. Another thing is, you know, mom, the, you're going to be focusing on what you want to keep and I'll help you. But one thing I can do, let me come up with a list of where we can take your donations. And we'll we'll put a list together. We'll put times. We'll find places that we'll pick up. Maybe I could go ahead and start doing a pickup every two or three weeks that we know is coming to pick up donations. And we'll just have some things together. And then that way you're working towards a date. Um, another thing is let's let's plan some family parties and go through the pictures together. We can have some food, some wine, and we can can have these discussions. And you change the process from this horrible event to empowerment. The 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 family members who are strong and leading have something to do that doesn't require the actual decision making yet you're coming up with where's the stuff going which tends to be a big problem yeah and then you then you start thinking about those what's interesting the things I thought my kids would really want when we had this discussion which were the longer burger baskets um they didn't want any of it <laughs> I was like that isn't special to you so by creating these opportunities you're making it more of um, a gathering experience and a positive memory experience. And then the hard stuff, you just keep plowing through. And like we were saying too, having a consultant come in to be the the listener, you you want someone who's going to keep the system moving and checking in because it's important with seniors that the family members know what we're up to. You know, I always like to keep touching base. And um, it really, really helps. And I know with my seniors, they feel really good. They know they're helping their families not have to deal with this. And it's it's literally like a gift they're giving. And so that's just changing the mindset of what this process actually is for a family is really helpful. 
And also as a consultant, you're impartial. And it's, yes. it's sometimes very, very hard, I think, for family members to remain impartial, especially when they're trying to juggle the feelings of the older person, but also make practical decisions. Whereas yes. you are completely impartial. You, you can say what you think and you can walk out at the end of the day. And <laughs> yes. if, you, if someone's a bit disgruntled with you about it, if, you know, it, it, there's nothing, no damage done, as it were. So... Exactly. And also as consultants, we can read our client. We're not caught up in it. So if I see him or her getting tired or we need a little energy break, you know, we need a piece of chocolate or an apple or something, or we need to walk away or even just stop. Like I know with my mom, sometimes it's different with her than everyone else because I'm caught up in it. And um, so it does make a big difference. And the other thing that happens when you have a consultant come in that I saw and was really surprised by, it takes the problem, the family problem, which is what's going to happen to this stuff off the table. And now you're going out to dinner and discussing what's going on in life. Where are we? It's not, oh, we got to do this. Like it, it removes it from the family dynamic because it's happening. Yeah. And that really is part of the gift too. Whatever age of person you're working with, I think mm-hmm. the whole KonMari process enables so much joy to come out of all yes. these situations. And I think most clients that I, I work with have got some aspect of life that has been or is currently a little bit difficult. And mm-hmm. the, to to bring the joy out of their belongings and their situation I think is so empowering and it gives them oh, absolutely. and it gives them hope going forward. And I think for an older person, that is so important that they're going forward into this last phase of their life with so much hope and joy. Such mm-hmm. a gift. Right. And all, all those worries, you know, we're really good at pre-worrying. Um, what's going to happen? This is, you know, and everyone gets spun up. And then yeah. you miss out on the now. This is a sweet time where you could be hearing your family stories. That's not what you're hearing. You're hearing there's eight boxes of photographs. What are we going to do? That's not the story you want to talk about. You want to talk about, oh my gosh, grandpa got a bronze medal. Why? You know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. tell me that story. So it gives you a chance to be curious with your family. And also one aspect as well that I know you and I have talked about in the past that is so important when it comes to organizing for older people is the safety aspect. Oh, yes. Yes. Would would you like to just touch on that a little bit? Sure, because that's been a fun, you know, things unfold. We learn with every client. And um, it actually happened with my mom when I first, the, the light bulb went on. I was helping her with her closet. That's where we start. And it was looking great. And I pulled everything. She had all this heavy stuff up on the top. And my mom's 85. And I was like, Mom, there should be nothing up here. There, there should be no stools in your home at this <laughs> because falling is what takes away your independence. That's yeah. the fear of all seniors is falling or tripping. So we ended up decorating with all the grandkids pictures on the top shelves 
And so two things happen. One, she opens her closet and the favorite people in her life are greeting her. And she has no reason or temptation to grab something. So it's a a safety feature. Then at the next client, she had all this fabulous artwork that she loved, but there just wasn't space. So we made her top shelves in her closet an art gallery. And so when she opens her closet, it's an art gallery and she loves it. And then when we got to the kitchen, the same thing, there should be no stools. (laughs) They're dangerous, stepping stools. So all the top shelves have pieces of art and um, like just the tchotchkes that you love that are in a box, but you really want, well, that's what went, went up there. And so you just need to rethink the space for safety. So again, you're keeping these things, but you don't have to necessarily have them in a curio cabinet, but every day it catches your eye. And that's where that your house just makes you happy. Um, So that's a big one tight items. So like going to books, but the books are all crammed in there because you haven't been able to weed them out. If you're an older person, a lot of times our hands become painful. So getting a book out is really hard. The second thing is it also could cause you to tip if you think about it, if you're trying to pull a book and um, heavy books. You might love that 20-pound coffee table book, but is it good for you? Is it supporting you in this phase of your life? If you have to carry it, is there a chance you'll you'll tip or fall? Um, and the other thing are rugs. Throw rugs are not your friend because, you know, you're moving around. And then also big furniture. We, we love our furniture, but and that's where gratitude comes in. It's it's made you happy previously. But is this going to support your independence and and let you have that lifestyle you want going forward for the longest time possible? So looking at the furniture and thinking, am I going to trip on this here and not be able to get up? It might be time then to let those go. So with those mindsets, um, it can be really helpful in letting go of some of the harder items that someone wants to keep. And then um, other one is our memories. I mean, we all need it. doesn't matter what how old you are. But if everything has a home, like your keys are here, your batteries are here, your ability to stay in your home longer probably increases because you don't have to remember where they are. You just know where they are. And that's what I love about Kamari is one of the foundations is everything has a home and it just helps. I th- I think what I find absolutely fascinating is my, my clients predominantly have young children. I have worked mm-hmm. with seniors, but predominantly my clients have young children. So we're working all the time to make sure that the home is set up so that even the toddler mm-hmm. can hang their coat up and access yes plates to put on the table and help with stuff and they can get to stuff in the bathroom that they need so that they're learning their skills from an early age and are independent and it's almost the same when mm-hmm. when you get to a senior and I remember years ago now I had an elderly neighbor 
And she had all her toilet rolls stored in a very high up cupboard in the hallway. So she had to get onto a little step in order to be able to get a new toilet roll down. No one had thought about the fact that this way of storing them was no longer sensible in right. her, her age. And sadly, she I mean, she she was OK after after a visit to hospital, but she did fall trying to get the mm-hmm. toilet rolls down. And it's like looking at what's appropriate for each age and making sure that the home works for them. And I had um, a podcast last year where I interviewed a very good friend of mine who um, currently is is living in a wheelchair. So all of her home has had to be adapted so that she can safely access something and maintain her independence. And whether you're a toddler whether you have a disability or whether you're an older person, your independence is so important and maintaining that for as long as possible. And this is where organization is absolutely key. And and as a consultant, we have those fresh eyes that can come in. And and let, and you are so right. It's, you know, you've got those years where the kids are all in sports and the stuff is everywhere and you've got to figure out a way. So and I hadn't thought about that too, but it's, it's the right size for right now. You, you just, it's an ongoing process. So perfection, it's not about perfection. It's about allowing your home to support your life, which is what we do. It is what we do. And we love it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So, so when you're working with an older person, Mm-hmm. Um, why is it better to start the process as early as possible? I know a lot of older people might want to hang on to their stuff, but as you know, until they really, really can't cope in their home anymore. But why for them and for their family is it really better to start the whole process earlier? Well, it's just anything moving fast is overwhelming. And that's just the bottom line. And overwhelms the number one word. A senior will use. And so by giving time, it relieves the pressure. I don't know if you've been in the situation I, I have where everybody waited till the last minute. And so a whole team of people had to come in for this older gentleman and pack everything up. And then they had to get a storage unit. It just created another problem. But what broke my heart was the gentleman lost complete control of the environment and was overwhelmed. And it just, as a Kamari consultant, it was just killing me. Yeah, that's sad. It it is. And so by doing it in little bits, you can do it. And it does take, it to do a, a true tidy festival, as we know, can take months. It can take a year. With an older person, it takes longer because they do need to talk it out. Then it's out. And it, I would say within the first three sessions, things, it was like a light bulb switch. The house felt different. My clients just lighten. And that's what keeps the process going. And as the support person to this, you know, offering to go pick up the stuff and take it, because that's the hard thing too. We get it sorted and then it goes by the door. Yeah. And then I live there. So, um piece I do there is create a space for the exit items. However they're exiting, 
have a yeah. bin for the kids, have a you know donation. And the kids can come dig through and decide, is there something they want or not? And if they don't, they move it to the donation. But then, so those are the things to think about. Just make it easy. And um, the the natural progression, because they see it and feel it, that will keep it going. But you've got to give them time. And the last thing you want is the donations hanging around and becoming a trip hazard, which is what's going to happen. Exactly. Or you start digging through it again. And then yes. it's just, it's Very a dangerous. It's just, it's just human nature. Yeah. I love the drop off ones where you pull up and they take it out of your car and go away. Cause every time I have to touch it, there's a chance it might come back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you've made the decision and you're like, what? what? Maybe I will use that. Now. Yeah. Don't let I- it go. I think one thing I'm very grateful for with um, both of my grandparents that lived to a very old age is that we were fortunate that there was no dementia, that they were very lucid and clear right up until the end. And we were able to talk. And I actually had visited my grandmother um, a little while before she passed, before she was even ill enough that she needed to go into a care home. And um, she had already chosen from her items that she wanted to give each of her grandchildren. So when I went to visit her, she was actually able to give me the thing that she wanted me to have and tell me the story about it and where she got it and why it was important and why she wanted me to have it. So I'm guessing as well, this is another reason for starting the process earlier, that then as, as a family you will get to hear the stories. Mm-hmm. There is that recollection still there before perhaps dementia starts or yes. someone becomes too unwell to be able to recount about the past. And, and we know that older people love talking about the past. And um, it's it's nice for us to hear the stories that belong to the items. So I guess that's mm-hmm. another reason for starting. Oh, Absolutely. And um, Matt Paxton, he has the legacy show. Um, And I love what he says, you know, maybe pick six items that tell your story. And for each item, I suggest, you know, write a little story about I cherish this item because. And maybe, um, and I suggest writing it because that's such a concise number, it could be, there's no rules, but if you said, if there are six, and, but if you can't write it, tell it, but like you said, before the memory goes away, and then you lose that family treasure, and um, I think that is just so helpful, and again, there's nothing, if you've been in a situation like that, First of all, the fear goes away. Like sometimes no one wants to talk about it. Oh, mom, you're never going to die. You know, we don't need to talk about that now. Well, we're all going to go at some point and they want to talk about it. Um, And so it's a gift to let them give you the item. Not 40 items, but, you know, but by having the conversations of what's important, and like you said, during this time, it starts bubbling up and it becomes very clear. And then everybody feels so much better. Yeah. And I'm I'm very sure as well for my grandmother to be able to know that she had 
put those items in each of our hands and had some time with us was for her a real comfort rather than perhaps lying in a care home thinking what are they going to do with my stuff when I've gone and who oh I wanted so and so to have that and worrying about it um she'd even put little um sticky freezer labels on the back of paintings and underneath things with the name of the person that should be having them so that there couldn't be any arguments after she'd gone so that was very cool that, that tells you she was thinking about it yeah you know and um I love the question of what do I want my grandchildren's grandchildren to know about me that takes you a minute to think, but what, what do I want them to know about me? What, what pieces or items would talk about my character, my, the way I am in the world or the way I felt about my family or incredible adventures, things like that, or things we're so proud of, you know, that family members have worked so hard to create for future generations. And those are the kind of questions you want to be discussing because that's, that's what will carry on. It's that DNA of the people. Yeah. And it's what goes to inform the future generations as well. When the grandchildren and great grandchildren hear those mm-hmm. stories, you have no idea how much impact that will then have in the future on them either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a piece of uh, china and it's, it's just a plate, but it was my grandmothers who received it as a gift this was about in the 1900s from a neighbor who had been ill and just needed someone to come in and care for her and my grandmother was working had my dad yada 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 but she made time to go help this person who needed her and um, the person gave her the play as a gift And so when I see that, I'm not thinking, oh, this is a great blue plate. I'm thinking my grandmother was compassionate and a caring person in the world who, you know, made time when there wasn't time, you know, and that's what I want to remember. And that's the story I tell my kids with the plate, because that's how I want them to know that that's within them. And those are the stories that come out. Yeah. And this, at the end of the day, brings everything full circle to what the KonMari method is about. It actually isn't about what you're getting rid of. It's what you decide to keep. And whether it's what you as an older person decide to keep for you in your home or what you decide Mm -hmm. to keep to pass on to other people, Mm -hmm. the things that then are let go are not the important things because the joy is in what we decide to keep. Yes. Yes. And it just feels even talking about it. It just feels you. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. This has been such a fascinating discussion. I've absolutely loved it, Marianne. Now I'm sure loads of people would love to know how they can find you, how they can work with you. So could you please let us know? Well, I have a website and it's sparkjoymarianne.com. And uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, and it's Mary Ann Glotta. And so those are my two places, and there's lots of opportunities to contact me on the website or even through LinkedIn, and I would be happy to chat. I also enjoy uh, speaking and sharing 
uh, what I'm learning through the processes too, as a way to help a larger group. So if you're interested in that, I'd be happy to chat. Uh, I'm also in Fairfax, Virginia in uh, the United States. Wonderful. Thank you. All of those links I will put in the show notes so that people can look there and make them uh, clickable links so that people can find you if they would like to. Marianne, thank you for your time today. I greatly appreciate it and keep doing this amazing job you're doing. I think the area in which you're working is just so, so important. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Caroline. This has been so much fun and I'm always... I'm like, oh, when's my next client now? I get so excited. I can't wait. (laughs) Wonderful. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your day, Marianne. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation and got as many great takeaways as I did. I think from now on, I'm going to be referring to it as right sizing. I think that is just the perfect way to describe how we're helping people create homes that are fitting for their current stage in life. Just a perfect description. And on that note, I will leave you until next time. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organising tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organiser. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.